Good morning, everybody. It's Friday, July 3rd, and this is the Sports in the Smokies edition of Mountain Fun Life Channel. This is Morning in the Mountains, and we hope you're having a great weekend. It's going to be a good four-day weekend because we've got the 4th of July tomorrow. we got fireworks tonight. Got all sorts of sports actions for you to follow. So hope you're ready, and let's get started. First thing we're going to do today is we're still talking East Tennessee High School Baseball League action and we're coming into the All-Star Game tonight at 7.30 and I thought I would reach out to the other division, the Eastern Division, uh, which is up in the Tri-Cities area, up in Johnson City and Elizabethton. So we got Bryce Ballantyne, the general manager of the Elizabethton Twins, to call in and he's going to talk to us about the teams that are up there, what they've been doing and give us a preview of what we can expect once we get to that championship series at the end of July. So right now, let's bring on Bryce Ballantyne. Hey Bryce, how are you doing? Doing well yourself. Doing pretty good. Thanks a lot for coming on this morning. I know you guys are very, very busy up there keeping uh, all these games on track. Oh yeah, not a problem at all. I'm happy to be here and it's been a fun summer so far. It has, and what you guys have done, the whole Boyd Sports organization, putting together this uh, baseball league for the high school players, that has just been magnificent, and uh, we all really appreciate it. Yeah, I appreciate you guys uh, you know, helping us out too with this stuff, and it, it actually started off as like a little idea, like, hey, we should do something for the seniors. And now it's kind of blowing up into something very linear and probably imaginable. Right. <laughs> yeah. So we want to get back to the seniors. Um, the nice thing is here, Zach and I probably see it more than what the Smokies do just because we are in the in smaller towns. Yeah. And Elizabeth actually plays their home games here at our field. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so to see their seniors not have that chance to play or even – anywhere on that team that had that chance to play, we're like, hey, how can we fix this? How can we do something for the community and for these kids more than anything? Yep. And I know talking with Tim Volk, the general manager of the Smokies, there was a lot of interest on the parts of the staff just because they'd spent all season getting the fields ready, getting all the facilities set up, and then we lost the minor league baseball season. And uh, they were happy just to have some games to show off their facility. Oh, 100%. We spend all off-season planning different events. What can we do? It's going to be fun and maybe push the envelope a little bit. And so when we saw the pandemic hit, we were, we were all bummed. Yeah. <laughs> and now we were able to bring a little bit of minor league baseball back but through the high school league. And so it, it's fun. I mean, the atmosphere, you're still hearing people, you know, cheer on these high school kids. You hear the different walk-up musics we're putting out there for these kids. Yep. We're also doing, you know, the, like, the uh, the Jaws theme song when it's a full count. Just trying to build that atmosphere like yep. a minor league baseball game. And it's a lot of fun for us and the staff. Yep, and it's been a lot of fun for us covering. We've done webcasts over here at the Smoky Stadium for several weeks, and it's it is it's baseball. It we've we've got baseball back, and that's a wonderful thing. Oh, hundred so, percent. 
So tell me a little bit about what's going on in the Eastern Division. We haven't been getting a lot of information flowing back and forth, and I'm comfortable knowing what's going on in the Western side. Who are the standouts on your side? So the stands on our side are going to be a little bit different than what I thought. If you would have asked me when we first started, I say it's going to go Elizabeth in Science Hill, Greenville. Okay. I'm dead wrong, <laughs> uh, which is not a bad thing, obviously, but it's it's been really fun to watch these teams go. So right now, our best team is probably Abington out of Abington, Virginia. Okay. They have, it seems to be the best pitching. They've lost a game, but they lost to Volunteer. Not Sorry, not Volunteer. They lost to uh, University. Okay. And it was one of those games where they just didn't have it for whatever reason. Yep. But now they're one of those teams that, like, their pitching's back on track and they're shutting people out and they're going to keep people down, like, to two runs a game. So they're doing well there. Science Hill's doing solid as well. They're probably – they're about 2-3. So they're going to be the ones that I think will be competing against against uh, Abington this year. The team that surprised you probably is the Cyclones. Okay. But I also get what they're trying to do. Uh, they have a few, you know, everybody else, they have those teams. Players are going to be playing football too. Yeah. So they're being really cautious of their arms and of their physical statures because there's still a lot of football workouts going on too. Yes. So what they're doing is, you know, the guys are pitching maybe an inning, maybe two innings, and they're slowly getting them worked in a full season form. But at this point, it might be a little bit too late. They might be able to squeak into the playoffs, but it's they, uh, they're not the, the powerhouse I thought they were going to be. Yeah. And that's been something that every team on this side has had to deal with, not just football practice, but uh, travel clubs as well. You know, the uh, teams, oh, yeah. teams have to take care of their kids and make sure they don't uh, overwork them. So it's been a real challenge for some of the coaches to make sure that they can put a decent team out there on the field. So yeah, and it has been fun with it seeing that too. The little chess, the little chess games you see. Yes, and that's that's the cool thing about baseball. You don't see it as much in any other sport, but and your word for it exactly right. The chess match of moving people around. When do you pull your pitcher? When do you leave him out there? When you make those decisions is crucial in a game, and it can change the entire outcome. Oh yeah. Uh, actually happened yesterday. I think they let the pitcher in maybe one guy too long. Oh. And it caught volunteer the game. Yep. We saw that on the last game that we telecast. The uh, They left the pitcher in. He'd, he'd been the whole way. It was the fifth inning. And he just didn't have the same speed on the ball and wound up loading the bases. And for a relief pitcher to come in with the bases loaded and you've just lost the lead, that was just too much pressure. So... Oh, that's a lot of pressure, especially late in the game. Yeah, it did not work out well for them. So <laughs> you, you mentioned you know, teams that just have an off day, and that's something you really see at the high school level, no matter what the sport is. Every now and again, for whatever reason, the, the chemistry's not there, the energy's not there, and the team just comes out flat. And uh, we saw that in one of our teams. Uh, they came out, were expected to dominate, and wound up settling for a, a tie that they had to come from behind to achieve. It was just it just wasn't their day. 
that has to be about baseball. The it, it anyone can beat anyone on any given day because there's so many little quirks to it. Yes. All, all it takes is one key hit or you know one little bobble, and the game can change. So yeah, that, go sorry, ahead. Go, go ahead. I'll say that's what happened a game against. It was a Hampton versus Providence, and it was one of those things where the the Red Wings is what they what they go by the Providence High School team, and they do everything right. It's one of those things that their talent isn't quite there. But they're always in the right position. They put themselves in a position to win. They don't lose games on their own. Yeah. Okay. So now you have more teams out there on your side than we do. So are your playoffs structured a little bit differently? A little bit. It'll still be a 16 playoff. Okay. We have 16 teams. And so we have also, we're using two parts. We're using TVA in Johnson City, and then we're using Northeast Community Credit Union Ballpark here in Elizabethan. So we're only doing doubleheaders, so our seasons do line up perfectly together. So we do doubleheaders while the Smokies are doing tripleheaders. Yes. And then, yeah, we'll take our top six seeds, and they'll play a playoff over in in a TVA just because they have turf. Yeah. And then it's going to be single elimination, and then – uh, the team that comes out of the Eastern Division will go down to the Smokies for the championship. All right. So now I've, I've heard it said both ways, and I don't know if they've made the decision or not. Uh, first, I heard that it was all the championship games would be at the Smokies. Then I heard, no, we're going back and forth just like a regular championship series. So still not sure whether they've ironed that out and decided that one way or the other yet, unless you've heard something. Let's break some news. I have not heard anything. I'm a, that, that's kind of news to me. I thought everything was going to be down with the Smokies, but it, it might go back and forth. I, it does say, for us, it does say uh, Knoxville and and Johnson City, so it might go back and forth. Okay, because that'll be fun. I, you know, like you're saying, we're bringing the major leagues or the minor leagues to the high school students, and for them to be able to go on the road for a championship series and then come back home, that's kind of cool. Oh, definitely. And the way, especially here, the way our towns rally again for our high schools. Yes. You know, we can see some big crowds here, and it might be a hostile environment if uh, a team from the West comes up. <laughs> hey, that's that's part of the game. Um, now, I know, I'm sure you're doing the same thing on uh, the Eastern side that we've been doing to take care of the teams, maintaining social distancing, cleaning the dugouts between games, stuff like that. So, uh, you know, hats off to everybody in the organization for making sure that these guys have a chance to play, but that they can also do so safely. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate that. It, it's never did I think I'd have to be sanitizing dugouts in between games <laughs> <laughs> with Clorox wipes and everything like that. But we're doing what we can, and, you know, we utilize – we have some massive dugouts here, and then on top of that, if we have some teams that have quite a few players – we'll send players over to sit in the bullpen. Okay, that makes sense. So, you know, one of the things that's really stood out to me on this whole thing is that the members of the staff, all the way up to the top, general managers, uh, presidents, uh, Chris Allen, I've seen him out cleaning dugouts, and Tim Volk is almost always in the concession stand serving food. Uh, you guys are right in there, you know, elbows deep, making sure that this happens. And that's very cool. I really appreciate that. 
Yeah, well, thank you. It's it's funny. It reminds us of uh, <laughs> the intern year. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Bryce, thank you so much for coming in. And before I let you go, Major League Baseball is starting back up. So there's got to be a little bit of electricity for that. What, how does that work since we didn't have a minor league season? The minor league players, you know, they get called up during the season. That's going to have to play some sort of effect on this major league season, even though it is shortened. It will. So that's why they're going to utilize that taxi squad. Okay. So right now you have a 40-man roster, and then they're going to add an additional 20 but on the big league roster, you're only going to have your 25 people that are on your normal roster anyway, and the rest of the people are going to be at a minor league park. I don't know. I can't remember where the Twins sent theirs. I think, honestly, honestly, I think they're going to be in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, just because that's their closest affiliate. Okay. But it's one of those things where that, they're going to play, you know, see many games at the taxi squad, and that's how they utilize their call-ups. Okay. So they'll basically be almost sequestered but at least all in one area so you can kind of keep them Correct. keep them safe all right yes, that'll work out well i'm glad they've got baseball coming up so we'll have some major league action but for right now i'm keeping my focus on these high school kids because it is a blast to watch so once again bryce thank you for coming on and hope to grab you a couple times in the weeks coming up and get some updates on what's happening on the eastern side well, thank you for having me, and be more than happy to help you out. All right, thanks a lot. Everybody, that was Bryce Ballantyne, the general manager of the Elizabethton Twins, and coordinating everything at the uh, Elizabethton Stadium for the East Tennessee High School Baseball League. So we know we have to watch out for Abingdon and or Abington from Virginia and a couple of the other teams, so we'll start digging and see what we can find out about them. We're going to step away for a quick break right now, take a couple of commercials. When we come back, we'll talk about what's been going on in Smoky Stadium with the High School Baseball League, give you some current standings, and then walk you through what's happening tonight. We have two great baseball games and fireworks at the Smoky Stadium tonight. Hang on through the break, and we'll talk about it when we get back. Are you a Hitchcock fan? Do you like a good suspense thriller? Then I have a couple of great books for you. Hello, I'm Joe Moore, TV host on Mountain Fun Life Channel and international multi-award winning author. Almost 60 years ago, Alfred Hitchcock scared audiences with the birds. I picked up the story and wrote the next two chapters in this saga, Return of the Birds and my award-winning sequel, Revenge of the Birds. Available in hardcover, softcover, and digitally, both books can be purchased wherever fine books are sold or even autographed through the NorthPolePress.com. You have my promise. These books will keep you up at night. <laughs> All right, everybody, welcome back. Thanks for hanging on through the break. And thanks once again to Bryce Ballantyne for taking time out of his schedule to uh, talk with us and kind of update us on what's happening on the Eastern Division of the East Tennessee High School Baseball League. So with that in mind, let's take a look at what's happened this week in baseball action at the Smokies and see what the standings look like right now. We had some really interesting games and we covered a couple of them for you. Uh, I'm gonna start 
with a little one that uh, wasn't uh, telecast, but was a nice win for the Gatlinburg Gorillas. The Gorillas have been struggling since day one, trying to get their team in sync, and they managed to put together a full game against the Kodak Wildcats and came out of that with a nice win. So that got them out of the cellar. And well, they're not out of the cellar. They're in a three-way tie at one and five with the Gatlinburg Gorillas, the Clinton River Dogs, and the Hardin Valley Valley Hawks. So they're laying down there at the bottom, but Gatlinburg's got their win against Kodak. And Kodak's sitting right above them in the ninth position at two of four and oh. Now, we've been pretty lucky with the weather, and despite all the storms that we had all week this week, we only missed two games. When we look at the schedule here in a little bit, you'll see it's going to be tight to uh, try and fit those two games in, but with only two games missing, we're way ahead of the game for that matter. So the top six teams right now, the Sevier County Cavaliers, the South Doyle Knights, the Seymour Lumber Kings, Hardin Valley Knoxhawks, Morristown Sandlot, and Jefferson County Pirates. If the season ended right now, they would go into the playoffs. But the Carter Mean Green is an easy striking distance of breaking into that group, and the Cock County Newport Cocks aren't that far out. So there's still a lot of things to be decided. What we do know right now is the team with the best record sitting all alone in first place is the undefeated Sevier County Cavaliers at 7-0. and And Sevier County was in a classic matchup against the Hardin Valley Knoxhawks on Wednesday. We brought you that game, and if you watched it, you saw that the Knoxhawks jumped out very quickly to a 2-0 lead in the first inning. It took a while, but then Sevier County picked up one run in the fourth, and then had a six-run fifth inning to take over the game and win 7-2. to two. They won again last night, and like I said, that makes them 7-0. and oh. The only other undefeated team is the Seymour Lumber Kings at 4-0-1. Oh, the Seymour Lumber Kings had a tie early in the season, and if I remember correctly, it was against the... Uh, it was either the Knox Hawks or the, it was the Knox Hawks. They had a tie against the Knox Hawks. And uh, Seymour was kind of expected to win that game, but they came out a little bit flat, fell behind, and had to have come from behind to achieve that tie. So at 4-0-1, they are in third place. The South Doral Knights at 5-1 are, are, have a slight edge on them, but that will sort itself out as we go through the second half of the season. And then the Hardin Valley Knoxhawks at 4-1-1 round out the top four. Morristown Sandlot in the fifth position. They started off a little bit slowly, but they're coming on, playing some better baseball, and they may be able to uh, surprise a couple of the teams above them and climb up a little bit more in the rankings. Jefferson County Pirates, again, a little bit of a slow start, but they are doing a little bit better now, so we'll see how they do. I would not be surprised to see Carter claw their way back into the top six uh, as we move forward. So that's our current standings, and we've got a lot of baseball yet left. We're about halfway through the season, which means it's time for the All-Star break, and we're doing that tonight. Now, you've heard me talk about it before if you've been watching, but if you haven't or you haven't been paying attention, why not? So let's talk about that. It starts tonight. 
Gates open at four o'clock, admission is $7.30, or $7.50. And that gets you both games, the senior game that starts at five and the all-star game that starts at 7.30. And it gets you admission for the fireworks after the show. You've seen in the news, a lot of our traditional fireworks shows have been canceled because of concerns over social distancing and COVID-19. These fireworks are going on, and the reason we can do that is the Smokies ticketing system is ensuring social distancing. So when you get to the gate, you'll buy your tickets, the system will seat you in an area, and then they will make sure that there's plenty of space around you to maintain that social distancing. So we can control the seating and then keep you safe, and you can watch the fireworks after the show. So. If you want to watch fireworks this weekend, the Smokies is one guaranteed show uh, for this evening and great way to start your evening off. Like I said, we have two games, the senior game, which will have all of the seniors who have been playing in this league uh, this season, except for the ones that make the all-star team, they will be on the, in the all-star game, but this gives the, these seniors the chance to come out on the field and be recognized for their senior season. And this is really great for them because they lost their senior season, their senior high school season. Now they get to play the game and they get to be recognized as outgoing seniors. So really encourage everyone to come out and watch that game at five o'clock. Again, gates open at four. Then after that game ends, about 30 minutes, should be somewhere around 7.30, we'll have the All-Star game. And that's going to be an East versus West matchup. And I believe we've got the rosters. Um, available. We'll put them up here um, if we do and show you which teams are in which side and uh, they'll play that game at 7.30. It'll be a seven inning game just like we've been doing all season and the winners will have a nice warm feeling of accomplishment. It's an all-star game. Doesn't count. Then we'll do the fireworks and that'll be it for Friday but we're going to go ahead and bring up the schedule because we've got a lot more baseball to play. Oh, I found the uh, roster. So we'll go ahead and put that up here and uh, you guys can take a look at that. And you can see that on the west side is South Doyle, Hardin Valley, and that is both Hardin Valley teams, the Knox Hawks and the Valley Hawks. Seymour, Carter, and the Clinton River Dogs. So those, will, those teams will all be on the west. The other six teams, Kodak, Newport, Sevier County, Morristown, Gatlinburg, and Jefferson County will be on the eastern half. And you can see the players that have made each of the teams, and they will be playing at 7.30. All right, so once this game is over, we're off for the rest of the weekend, and then we're going to move right into the second half of the season starting Monday. And you heard Bryce talk about it, and if you've been following us, you know we mostly play triple headers each uh, afternoon. Most of the games are Monday through Wednesday. Normal admission is $5. That gets you in for all three games. And we have the full concession stand open. Everything's running. Uh, and a new addition, this is very important. I've had several people ask about it. The Smokies got the permission on Wednesday to sell beer at these games. So your 4th of July weekend starts off with baseball, hot dogs, fireworks, and if you want a nice refreshing adult beverage, you can get that at the stadium as well. So it's gonna be a great event. Gates open at four, first game is at five. Please come out, enjoy the baseball, support these guys who are out there playing. 
let the staff know how much you appreciate what they're doing for these uh, players and the hard work they've put into this. Mention in passing, or not in passing, mention this as we're going through, Garza Law has been a huge sponsor of the Smokies for years. And when COVID-19 killed the minor league season and took away the senior season for the high school players, Garza Law stepped up as soon as the Smokies came up with this idea and said, absolutely, we will be the presenting sponsor for the East Tennessee High School Baseball League. So thank you very much to Marcus Garza and the Garza Law Firm for doing this. Made a lot of kids happy and provided a lot of hours of enjoyment and entertainment for those of us who kind of enjoy watching a baseball game every now and again. All right, so we're going to go ahead and put up the schedule and look through it fairly quickly and see what's coming up, uh, like I said, Mondays. Once we get through the All-Star break again, we'll be doing uh, Monday through Thursday for two weeks. And then on the third week, it's going to be Monday through Wednesday because Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, if necessary, are going to be the Western Division playoffs. And the way those playoffs work, the... Uh, First and second teams get a bye in the first round. Number three will play number six. Number four will play number five. Then in the second round, the winners of those games will play. Uh, one will play the winner of three and six, and two will play the winner of four and five. Then there will be a best of three series between the two winners of those games, and the winner of that series will be taking part in the championship series. Championship Series is a best of five games, and it will be played as two doubleheaders, and if necessary, a single game on Sunday. So that's what we've got coming up for baseball in the East Tennessee High School Baseball League. Uh, we mentioned briefly that uh, Major League Baseball is starting up again July 23rd or 24th, and they're going to be playing at home teams. That's what Bryce lets us know. There was another decision that is not as pleasant and they are going to be doing a significant amount of consolidation as far as the minor league teams go and it looks like our area particularly up there in Johnston City and Elizabethton is going to lose a team or two so I don't know how they're going to navigate through that uh, a lot of people are going to be moving around and moving to different parts of their organizations so we'll just have to wait and see how that plays out so uh, it's, it's a sad thing, but the whole idea is to raise uh, the facilities and the compensation for the remaining players in the remaining teams. So there is a little bit of, of a uh, silver lining to that particular cloud. Uh, we also have some news on high school sports. Governor Lee uh, two days ago announced that he would be extending the state of emergency through October 29th. He's been extending it a month at a time, and now he's extended it for two months. And that is going to have a definite impact on high school football, uh, girls soccer, and some of the other uh, sports. Some are gonna be unaffected. Track and field is considered non-contact, so it will be able to go on as, as scheduled. But this may also have some impact on the high school basketball season. The TSSAA met over the last couple of days and talked about some different options for dealing with this delay. Everything from shortening the season and shortening the playoffs to moving the season to the spring and a few other options. And some of the more 
I'll call them creative options, have been taken off the table. So we're looking at how many games are the teams going to be able to play and what are the playoffs going to look like. And what it looks like they're moving into is a shortened season of maybe seven weeks, seven games, and then a shorter playoff format. But teams that don't make the playoffs have the option of adding a game during that playoff time period with another opponent to fill out their schedule. So we'll see how they work that out. Uh, we should be getting an announcement, I believe, July 7th or 8th, and they'll let us know how they plan on handling football. There is kind of a dark horse in this race. If Governor Lee decides to place the TSSAA under the same uh, category as the NCAA, then the teams may be able to start their seasons on time and play a full season, but that will have a severe impact on what game spectators will be allowed to go watch. So it's still in flux. We'll know more next week. But for right now, we're assuming that the high school football season is going to be delayed by a couple of weeks, as will the girls' soccer season. So we'll see how that goes. All right. So that's all we've got for you today is a quick show right at a half hour, right where we like it. But you will be seeing me again at a little bit before five o'clock this afternoon, covering the senior game out there at Smokies Park, and then at 7.30 covering the All-Star game, and then at some point after that, 9.30 or so covering the fireworks. So you're not done with me yet. You don't get to get away from me that easy. But for right now, I'm gonna get out of here and get some stuff done so I can get out in the field and have a great afternoon watching some high school baseball. Thanks so much for watching. I hope you've had a great week. Remember to tune in for all of our Morning in the Mountain shows next week with Frank and Kira, Santa and Mrs. Claus, and of course, Jim and James getting up to their normal hijinks. We'll all be here next week doing everything for you, so don't go away. Come back next week, but more importantly, come back tonight and let's watch some baseball together. Thanks a lot. This is Rich Haley on the Mountain Fun Life channel. This has been Sports in the Smokies.